Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That it's shocking that I haven't met another pair of brothers like me and Andrew. And, and I'll openly say, and to all the people who I have met, I'm not trying to offend you, I haven't met anyone with a brother who works together as well or as as perfectly as me and Andrew do. And I just find that really hard to believe. And, you know, I I, I try to push this on, on younger people as well. You know, not just maybe your biological brother, but even your friends, like teaming up with other men and having strong male friendships with other dudes is, is one of the most important things in life. Like, typically, the type of girl who's going to slide into your DMs isn't the type of girl who you're going to end up mm. marrying. I don't think, and this might get me in some trouble, that women of good character will DM a guy out of nowhere. If a girl is, you know, they'll play little tricks, they'll follow you, like three of your pictures in a row, hope that you see them on the on the feed. But to actually physically inbox you, hey, are you in Dubai? I'd like to hang out. That's not the type of girl who, you know, you're going to end up in a long-term relationship with. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Because who says you're looking for a long-term relationship? You don't always, you know, different men out here are looking for different things. If you're in Dubai and you've got money status, you've got a big Instagram, you're tagging yourself around the city and you're just here to have fun, the girls who slide into your DMs, good. Go go have your fun. But yeah, just don't put any babies in them. Uh, you learn how to spot signs. For me, I it's incredibly easy. But again, I have money. For a lot of young guys, they'll see girls in Dubai at a dinner table with four of their girlfriends and, you know, having fun in Dubai or whatever. They'll see them standing on some little boat. They'll see them at this beach, at this club, and they don't think anything of it. I follow the money. I, I add up the numbers. Girls who live luxurious lives in Dubai may well have a boyfriend or a husband. That's fine. Who's got money? But they shouldn't be messaging you if they are. If a girl's messaging you, hey, I'm single. You're like, okay, cool, you're single. And then I'll say, you know, what are you doing tonight? And I'll say, oh, I'm out for dinner. And then I see on their Instagram, it's um, her at Gal, and I can see the table, the physical table. And there's a steak, a lobster thermidor, and 500 grams of caviar on the table with a bottle of Dom Perignon. I'm like, okay, this girl told me she's a makeup artist. That's $4,000. Yeah. That's how much that costs because I know, because I spend the same money and I go to the same places. Oh, I'm just at, I'm just at the club with my friends. C'est la vie, 10 bottles of Dom Perignon. Okay, that's nine, $10,000 right there. Who's paying for that if she's single? So I think following the money is the best <laughs> is the best advice I can give to people. You know, look at their Instagram and look how expensive the things that they're doing are. I'm just here with my girlfriends. They're riding those dune buggies around the desert. They're on desert safari. I'm like, okay, that's $400, $500, $600 each. What did this girl say she did? Waitress mm. in Italy? Like, you just have to understand that, you know, the money doesn't come from nowhere and the lifestyle doesn't come from nowhere. I have certainly calmed down. Yeah. I've certainly calmed down. And you know what? I know lots of wonderful women. And I'm not going to say their names. I'm not going to say her name. But there's, there's, a, there's a good girl in my life. But also, she's very understanding. You know? uh, I'm not looking for what I used to be looking for. It's just because I feel like I am such a... I have so much potential when I put my mind to something. Uh, with anything that I want to achieve. That that can't be sleeping with 
new women all the time. Mm. Because once I put my mind to that, it takes away the the same potential energy that I need to buy myself mansions and supercars and so. I don't know, man. I'd love to have more kids. I'd love to have a big family. Um, you know, with 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 one with one girl, that'd be very nice. Three or four more children. But you know, you always be interviewing. You never know who you're going to meet, mm. you know? and you never know like the girl who walks past you in the street. If you don't talk to her, you never know if it's going to, if it's going to be your future wife or your future lover or your future ex girlfriend or whatever. So you know, I like to keep my options open. The way I would describe it is, you know, trying to sleep with as many women as possible would be saying something like. Uh, I want to eat as much food as possible. Mm-hmm. So you're at these all-you-can-eat buffets all day long, wasting your time sitting there. But um, what well, it's actually better to to visit three or four really exquisite five-star restaurants per week as opposed <laughs> to spending all day at the all-you-can-eat buffet. It's just better for your mind, for your body, for for everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, not to correlate women in buffets, but you get what I mean. The the sleep with as many women as possible. It's it can be fun for a summer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the sooner you get over it, the sooner you c- can concentrate on on what's really important. And and when you are the guy like like you or like me, and you reach a certain level, the good women will naturally find you. You don't have to spend all day chasing women. Yeah, you know there are women in your inbox waiting, like at, at, at any time. The thing, is, the sad part is, it's five years of work. Yeah, at least at least five years of work, and nobody wants to do the work. Mm-hmm. It's like getting into shape, as I'm sure you know. It's you know when guys are you know fat and they're like oh well you get women because you're in shape it's like well you could be in shape but it's for you it's two years it's three years you know are you willing to do that the same is with your finances the same with your mindset the same with lots of things so yeah if you do the work the women do naturally come to you but it's years of work and everyone wants a quick fix nowadays yeah. everyone wants a magic pill or a magic spell or a magic trick and there there are none mm-hmm. it is good advice to anybody you myself and my brother too from age maybe twenty four. Till 27, 28, you know, I was just essentially locked away seven days a week, working 12, 13, 14 hours a day. And everyone's like, "Oh, wow, you, you've done well." Like, yeah, well, surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not it's not a secret. The only difference is, I guess, it may have been slightly harder for him because he was the older brother. Mm-hmm. He didn't have an older brother to look up to. I did. Um, but in the same way, you know, with with advice, with things in life, I've always had his back, especially since we've been adults. But as young kids, you know, I always had that older brother to look up to, which is why I actually spend a lot of my time. I was going to say waste a lot of my time, but I actually spend a lot of my time um, answering questions and talking to the young men who ask me for advice because, you know, I was very lucky to have Andrew there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people in this world are just growing up with no men to look up to. And I realized that, you know, myself and my brother and guys like you have become that figure that a lot of people on the internet look up to. In, a, in an age where you know the masculine men are, are few and far between, so I, I spend a lot of my time trying to speak to younger men and coach younger men. But yeah, my upbringing was exactly the same thing, but mm-hmm. slightly more difficult for him. I think. You know, I I find it weird that there aren't more brothers like me and Andrew. Mm-hmm. And before the internet, and before me and Andrew, I guess got started getting big five years ago, or started traveling the world, or started meeting people. We didn't realize how unusual it was. Mm-hmm. We really didn't. We thought, okay, we're brothers. We live together. Let's work together. We're brothers. We thought that was so normal that it's shocking that I haven't met another pair of brothers like me and Andrew. And, and I'll openly say, and to all the people who I have met, I'm not trying to offend you. I haven't met anyone with a brother. You get the, the idea of just being a complete lone wolf by yourself. I don't. I don't think is 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 healthy, and I don't think. It's the most effective way to live. I don't know what it was about us that made us prioritize our our friendship 
and prioritize being brothers above prioritizing relationships with women. Every woman who's ever been in my life and the women that are in my life now know that there is no choice between me and them. Mm-hmm. You know, if a girl, a girl was on my house, at my house once on like a fourth date or fifth date, and she said, I don't like your brother. I said, that's a very strange thing to say. Why would you say that? I don't know. He doesn't, he seems rude. I, I just don't like him. I've watched him on the internet. I don't like your brother. I said, well, that's unfortunate because this house is half my brother's house and he didn't pay millions of dollars for this house for people who don't like him to sit in it. So you've got to, you've got to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's your house too. So get the fuck out. Like, I, like I will prioritize my friendship and my relationship with my, with my brother above any woman. And I feel like that may be our superpower here. Yeah. You know, I actually, I'm not really one to feel sorry for people that much because of the way that the internet has changed the world. I believe that people looking for, I believe that people have positive role models and examples thrown in their face all the time. I feel like to sit back and say, oh, well, you know, I'm just a video game porn addicted playing, you know, guy with no muscles and no physique and no physicality. Oh, well, it's because I haven't got a positive role model. I feel like today isn't an excuse. I feel like that every single second that you're scrolling on your phone or looking at Instagram, etc., there are dudes out there, you know, even even so much as selling little coaching calls or, or courses or, you know, who, who you'd want to be like. Mm. But it's easy. It's easier to sit around and play video games and masturbate than it is to get the money to buy real supercars and seduce beautiful women in the real world. It is much easier. And because it's easier, I feel like a lot of people don't want to weigh out. So I don't need to give them advice. I feel like the advice is out there. If you're watching this and that that describes you good, at least you're listening to, to people with a healthy mindset who maybe can inspire you a little bit to try to be like that. But the type of person who really needs this, this advice and isn't going to get it is never going to watch this podcast. Mm-hmm. They're not going to look at the, the photo of you there with your shoulders, etc., standing next to me with all my whatever car I'm next to and think, I'm going to listen to these two. So it, those people aren't watching. So we don't need to worry about them, you yeah. know? Just let them, you know, flip our burgers and, and and cook our and cook our meals. The old saying of, you know, you become the average of the five people you hang around with the most, that's that's older than the internet. That's saying it predates the internet. Mm-hmm. But essentially it means the five people who influence you the most. Um, and you know, if you do live alone or if you don't have many friends or you don't have a big group of people, what you're watching and what you're listening to influences you massively. So yeah, cut the crap out. Exactly the same with a, a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. influences your health. A, health. a healthy mind is exactly the same thing. Scrolling up and down Netflix, watching trash all day, is not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Literally, ever. Whereas, you know, you might hear a piece of advice in a, in a podcast, in this podcast, that you know, makes you wake up and think, you know what, I actually need to get my shit in order. So yeah, uh, be careful what influences you. Hopefully I stop getting mobbed when I go out in public, but I believe that the influence I'm leaving on young men is a legacy that's going to last longer than I continue to do YouTube. Mm -hmm. I talk to people when they bring their sons around me. Their sons are nine years old, 10 years old. They know every single second of every video I've made. They're telling me about things I've spoken about four years ago. I'm like, Jesus, did I say that? And I believe that these young men who are so, uh, let's call it obsessed with the message that me and Andrew put across at nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, are gonna grow up to be happier, stronger, more functional, functional, Uh, men and adults and I think that's the future of the Tate brand I think uh, in six or seven years myself and my brother may decide to vanish from the public eye a little bit concentrate on on raising my kids 
uh, stuff like that. But so far, you know, I'm happy with the way things are. The Hustlers University 2 has been re rebranded. Um, the reason we've rebranded re re it and called it the real world is because Hustlers University 2 was still built on what my brother would refer to as systems of the matrix. It was run on Discord, who didn't like us and wanted to cancel us. The payment processors were things like Stripe and Gumroad, which didn't like us and wanted to cancel us and take us down. The real world is the Hustlers University on steroids, plus we can, sit, we can now teach whatever we want and market however we want, because we're uncancelable. The cancellation, all it's done is, make, is made us, one, more famous, and two, impossible to cancel now. Mm -hmm. So... Whatever reach I have, uh, whatever programs I run, whatever businesses I do, whatever pages I'm still on, I can't get deleted from. So it's it's only up from here. So I believe that you're going to be hearing a lot more about us in the future. Well, Andrew's just had his Twitter given back to him. Yeah. Thank you, Elon Musk. <laughs> Are you, you're allowed to have your own channels. Twitter, I'm, I'm still banned. Wait, they haven't given me my Twitter back. So he's got his Twitter back. You're not allowed Twitter. No. But you're allowed Instagram. And he's not. He's not allowed Instagram. Yes. But I believe within three or four months, I'll be on Twitter and he'll be, he'll be on Instagram. Yeah. I really do believe that. I think that the narrative they tried to push that, you know, Andrew and I guess his brother by extension are, are dangerous, misogynist, dangerous to the young minds of men. And they use two or three random cut up old clips from five years ago, mm -hmm. which are totally taken out of context i don't think the people everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Who tried to cancel us understood the true body of work we had completed over the last six years. All the podcasts we've done, all the videos we've done, all the lifestyle stuff we've done. We're talking hundreds, of th maybe thousands of hours of content that have been made. And the moment anyone starts combing through it, they're like, oh, wow, these guys are a net positive for society. Mm -hmm. More so than most influencers, in fact. So we were massively underestimated. The cancellation has failed. And I believe that, I mean, Instagram, uh, they've got to bring Andrew back, surely. They're losing market share. Very few people are using the app nowadays. Mm. Everyone's moving over to TikTok. They're trying to compete in this marketplace. But what, the mo one of the most probably the most popular guy on social media right now, certainly the most talked about, but he's banned for some clip five years ago. They're going to bring him back. Yeah. And I'm going to be back on Twitter soon, once a, but I'm less high profile, so Elon's going to see my name halfway down the list. So just waiting on you, Elon. The life me and Andrew have lived and all that we've ever been through, people typing mean words at me does not face me, and it did not face him at all. And it was so bad, Andrew made a, a valid point and I, I completely agree with him. There are some people, a lot of influencers, who are so fickle and so mentally weak, they would have literally killed themselves if this happened to mm -hmm. them. Quite, quite literally. There are people who I could think of. I won't say their names. You know, the really emotionally weak, skittish kind of influencer type. If the world turned on them the same way it turned on Andrew, that person would have jumped off a bridge and we'd now be having a conversation about the dangers of internet bullying and the dangers of being a troll, etc. But because Andrew just man up and, and took it now he's he's toxic and masculine that's a bad thing but if he jumped off a bridge we'd be saying about all the people coming out and they're they're bad people but yeah it, the truth is he wasn't faced 
I wasn't faced, he wasn't faced, we just weren't. Well, my dad dying was the hardest part for me and Andrew to go through ever. Mm. But what you have to understand with things like that is you don't actually have a choice. People say this all the time, like, how did you deal with that? Like, well, what was what was my alternative? Bring him back to life? There is no way out of it. Mm. So you can either, and people say this all the time, oh, my mother's got cancer, she's going to die in six months. What do I do? I say enjoy the next six months with her. As my, like, there are lots of situations in life where your hands are tied. So with, with dad dying, it was a simple matter of, okay, you can let this destroy you, which is an option, and people do this all the time, drink themselves to death, I don't know, start cutting themselves, whatever stuff people do to cope with difficult situations, or you can be sad anyway, because you're sad either way, mm-hmm. and work 18 hours a day. And in fact, I said that the time I was working the most when I was around 27, 28, I think he died when I was 27. So you can work 18 hours a day, not let anything distract you, and stay focused on the mission, so that way you have less time to think about it, and you can be sad while you're working. And then, you know, when you start to come to terms with everything, you've got millions of dollars, as opposed to, oh, I've come to terms with everything, but I'm in a rehab clinic. So I think that bad things are going to happen to your life. And everyone watching, this is the sad truth of it. Your parents are going to die too, Mm. before you. I mean, most of you. So that is going to happen. So I didn't really see why it was difficult. As much as it was unpleasant, I don't think it was difficult because there isn't a way out of it. So that's the best way I can describe it. Mm. You could be a sad winner or a sad loser. So go and win every day. You know, this is going to sound so arrogant and people always tell me this. I don't have any fears. I don't have any irrational fears. I mean, like, I'm not afraid of these things, but like, you can you obviously say, oh, I don't want, want my mom to die, I don't want my brother to die, but these aren't fears. I don't live every day thinking these things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you mean what am I actually scared of, like spiders, snakes, uh, nothing. I don't swim in oceans. Not necessarily because I'm scared, because I could swim in oceans. I could get in the water and swim over to the Ferris wheel, no problem. I just prefer not to. Mm-hmm. I don't skydive, not because I have a fear of heights, because I prefer not to. I will not fly in a helicopter, not because I'm scared of helicopters. I just prefer not to. So I do make some calculated decisions of what I'm comfortable doing and what I'm not comfortable doing because I don't see any benefit. I don't see how my life would get better if I jumped out of an airplane with a parachute. Mm-hmm. I don't see how it would get better. It can't get better. But no, I don't have any fears. I don't have any irrational fears or fears of anything. I just thought I've, I've spent so much time in my life, you know, trying to be healthy, take care of myself. You know, I've got, I've got, I've got a daughter now that I, that you know, obviously depends on me. You know, I've, I've spent loads of time getting rich. If my cord doesn't work while I'm falling, the last minute of my life is just to be me thinking, what the f- mm-hmm. why? And. Will that happen? Most likely no. But every skydiving center in the world, if you troll the forums long enough, you find out the deaths and who died and when. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the world. So I'm not talking bad about this one here particularly, or the one in California where I was offered to skydive, or the one in Australia. I'm telling you, every skydiving center in the world, Google hard enough and you'll find people who have died doing this mm-hmm. at the exact center you're doing. Which just puts me off. I'd feel happier with the idea of dying now that I have kids. Mm-hmm. If I had no kids and left nobody behind, I don't think, I think dying would be very sad. There'd be a bunch of supercars sitting 
somewhere rust or sold to somewhere else. My house will be taken over by someone else. There's no legacy of me. Um, so, so having having kids is definitely good for that. But also, it just it, I think it kind of brings into perspective what's important. You know, I think I was a bit wilder before I had kids because the idea of going broke didn't scare me, which sounds crazy. You know, even being who me and Andrew were. Just like, okay, oh, you know, I mean, we have we have 31 cars between us. We're very reckless with money, and I still am, because I earn a lot. But I think our second supercar, when we bought that, it wiped out our entire bank balance. I wouldn't do that now. I wouldn't wipe <laughs> out my entire bank balance for some frivolous purchase, which is going to go down in value. I wouldn't do that now. It's made me ever so slightly more responsible, because mm-hmm. I understand that I now have someone who depends on me. Uh, not just someone who depends on me, like... My mom, who could get a job if anything went wrong, she's two. So, like, she depends on me, and it's my job to provide for her. So, it's yeah, it's a really cool feeling. It, it really is, and watching them grow up is, is is a pleasure. Do you think there's a bright time for someone to have kids, or do you think sometimes you just can't even you know control what? it? No, I don't think there's a right time to have kids. I think it's dependent on the person. Mm-hmm. I really do think it's dependent on the person. I believe that having kids intentionally when your life is messed up is is a very cruel thing to do to somebody you know my parents lives were in order when they had a family and then it all went to shit so it became bad and it could all go to shit for me you never know but i think that as long as you have a stable enough job you're happy enough in your relationship you know, people are always waiting for, no, 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 let's wait until our relationship is is this many times better, or we've been together this many years, etc. I feel like having kids uh, refreshes and rejuvenates things. Mm. So, yeah, I don't think there's a the right time. I think just, you know, whenever you feel like it. Yeah. I actually wish I'd had kids earlier. Now that I'm, this is going to sound crazy, but if I could turn back time, some of the ex-girlfriends who I lost when I was 22, 23, 24... When I was flat broke dating these women, I wish I'd got them all pregnant. That'd be cool. Cause no, cause hear me out. Right now, I'd have like an army, a small army of 15 to 16 year old people who would be like on my team helping me run the empire. But I don't. So I that would have been a massive gamble though. Cause actually back then I didn't have shit either. So like mm-hmm. literally paying for like rent and food for these kids would have been a problem. But yeah, it, knowing if I knew how things were going to work out for myself, I would have been less careful about getting these certain women pregnant, let's say. Because imagine I had, okay, it's me and Andrew. We're at the point we are. And you go, oh, do you have kids? And I'm like, yeah, I got, oh, they, I got these 12, 13-year-old boys. I've got four of them. That'd be very cool. Yeah. But I don't have those. I believe that I am way too logical to be swayed by love for my children into bad decisions. I feel like the love for my children will make me make the correct decisions. So girls and boys are very different. Girls, one, pick a mom who isn't a hoe. That helps because the woman influences the daughter. So pick a girl who's good, have kids with her, and by all means, spoil spoil your daughter. Buy her things, take care of her very well, but make it very clear to her that whatever man she's looking at when she's older in life, whatever man she wants to date, whatever man she's going to potentially go to, is the man who takes care of her after I stop taking care of her. So if I have a daughter, well, I do, and she turns 17, and she's like, Dad, I've got this boyfriend. He's a 33-year-old uh, beach guitar player who 
makes money by playing guitar on the beach in California. I'll say, okay, cool, you love that guy, good, bye. Give me those car keys, give me those Chanel handbags, give me all that stuff I bought you. That's the guy who you've chosen to take care of you now, good. Have fun being poor. Mm -hmm. And if you're happy, you're happy. You know, but you make it very clear that the choices that they make in men are the choices they're making for their future. Uh, boys, it's super easy. I am going to make my sons work. Simple as that. From three, four, five years old, I'm going to have the boxing training. I'm not going to buy them nice clothes. Uh, if I have a younger son and an older son, it's going to be the same system as me and Andrew had. You know, the, the, the clothes and the shoes get passed down, hand-me-downs. I'm not going to buy them anything. I'm going to make it very clear that I am rich and they are poor. And if they want to be rich, they're going to have to go through what I went through. You know, uh, Gordon Ramsay, the TV chef, this is just one example, but he makes his kids fly in economy and flies first class with his wife. Never know, oh, that's mean. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. My daughters, maybe, can sit in first class with me. My sons are back in economy if I take them anywhere ever, but they're paying for their own plane tickets. I'm just going to be really, really hard on them. And I don't see any other way. I feel like uh, trauma and stress and pressure helps build men into better people. I feel like it destroys women. So I'm going to put that trauma and stress and pressure on my sons. I know I'm capable of doing it. I'll, no, I'll make my sons. I'll go as far as, you know, I, I've got some extreme examples already in my head. The way I live with my security guards, etc. My kids are 13, 14. They'll be doing security. Mm. No, 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 no. Tonight, you're not sleeping in this giant house. No, you're working tonight. I'm going to give you 10 pounds. I'm going to give you 15 euros, whatever. Here, you stand here. You know, there are full grown men doing this job and I respect everyone who works for me. What, but you want to live in this house and you think you're too good? No, 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 no. You're going to go and you're working security tonight. If you see anything, press this button. This is your job. Here's your baton. If you see someone attack, if someone comes, you better hit them. Like, I'll make them, I'll make them do the jobs that people who work for me do. Mm -hmm. You know, if, when they get their driving license, good. I'll probably, I mean, I've got a V-Class van now. I don't know what I'm going to be driving in the future. So, I don't know, whatever limousine or whatever car I have, good. You're driving me around all day. Oh, well, you want to use the driver, but you're thinking you're too good to be a driver yourself. You know, anyone who works for me, my kids are filling those work roles as well at some point. I think it's a good place to raise girls. I don't think it's a good place to raise sons for one reason and one reason only. It's too safe and it's too yeah. nice. And I it's feel like... Bubble. Yeah, and I feel like the paranoia and the social awareness you need to walk through the world in most places um, is you, you wouldn't get it growing up in Dubai. So Dubai's only fault is that it's too good. If the whole world was like Dubai, it would be wonderful. You know, your kids would be free to walk the streets, you know, by themselves at age six, seven, eight, and come back and you know, come back home after night, like like I used to when I was a kid in America. But unfortunately, the world isn't as nice as Dubai. So that's not something wrong with Dubai. I guess you could say it's something wrong with the world. But I don't think I'd raise my sons in Dubai. Well, be happier with them being raised in Eastern Europe, where you know they might get into a fight at school, they might get punched in the face. Good, mm -hmm. get punched in the face sometimes. That's what that's what life's about. Um, I'd be happy with it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.